You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is the one and only, the amazing Mimi Scardula. She is a performer originally from Louisiana, now living in New York, and she has been seen off-Broadway in Gigantic and We Are the Tigers, and on Broadway in Kristen's Chenoweth for the Girls. She most recently performed in A Beautiful Noise, the Neil Diamond musical. I have been following Mimi for quite a while now. I know that she also teaches, she's a choreographer, she sings, she is just an amazing, amazing performer and human being. And I am really honored and happy to have her over today for the show. So Mimi, welcome to Backstage Talk. Oh, that was so sweet. Thank you for having me. How's everything been doing? I know that you've had quite uh, some crazy, crazy days. It has been so wild, but so great. You know, it's so funny. You start and open a show and it's insane with previews and then opening. And then we opened and then it was straight into holiday season, which is wild. You, you, I, I mean, being on Broadway during Christmas time, you rival Santa Claus for sure. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, and so then we kind of leveled out, and now we're at that six-month mark. We're getting in some new swings, so we're having a lot of extra rehearsal, and, you know, then you're also trying to balance your life and have that work-life balance of um, this amazing dream that I've worked so hard is now my job, too. So it's been a really crazy time, but um, with all the crazy, there's like equal, if not more, gratefulness for it all. I love that. Give us one random fun fact about you before we start on your journey in theater. Before I started my journey in theater, oh my goodness, a fun fact about me is that I really wanted to be a vet. I wanted to be like a horse vet. I wanted to deliver baby horses and um, and all these things. And then once I realized that I would also have to like do the bad stuff that vets have to do, like see dogs with broken legs and hurt animals, yeah. I was like, no, I'll stick to singing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So let's dive into your journey in theater. Which was your aha moment growing up in which you said, this is what I want to do for the rest of my days? Oh my goodness. It was very early. Uh, There was this amazing organization called the Missoula Children's Theater. And it was this group of actors that would travel around the country. And essentially you would audition on Monday and you were doing the show by Friday. So you learned a musical in a week and they would do things like Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella, but they would do like, um, you know, different versions of them, like different 
they would do spins on them. Mm-hmm. And I was cast as a bumblebee in Sleeping Beauty because, of course, there's bumblebees in Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> and uh, we had one cross in the entire show. I was five years old. I was in kindergarten. And the bumblebees ran across the stage, and I got to be the special bumblebee that was late. So what I would do is the bumblebees would cross, and then I would run on. I On X, I would do a little spin, and then I would run off. And I remember it was Friday night. I had been like living my dream all week, getting to do a play. And I did it. I ran. I did my little spin. The audience erupted in laughter and ran off. And I was like, oh my God, I just made people so happy. I just want to keep making people happy all the time. Like, how can I keep making people that happy? And it, it was that moment that I was like, oh my this God, is I'm it. so excited. I love that. <laughs> I love that story. Um, So you've been in musical theater since very, very young. I love that. Yeah. And why did you decide it on specifically musical theater in your adult life? Well, I think that I've always had the desire to entertain. You know, I got into the world by, I have an older sister who's five years older than me. She loves to take credit. She danced, so I had to dance. I had to do everything that she did. And I think that um, I loved dancing, but I kind of loved the center stage of it more. I loved, you know, I would, I was famous for, uh, I would just stop doing the choreography I was supposed to do and I would just start doing my own. Um, so I think I loved the performance more than the actual art of dance, even though now I have a very large appreciation. So I think as I continued to do it, it just what made me so happy and I was really good at it. And I, and it stems from that bumblebee story of, I love making people happy. And I think theater does that. And, and now I love, I've added on top of that, that it's not just making people happy, but it's making people feel and have freedom to feel and freedom to um, tap into places that they have in their heart, in their soul that they've since closed or haven't ever thought about, or, you know, especially coming out of the pandemic and doing a beautiful noise every night. I say, I bring a thousand plus people so much joy. And after the three years we've all had, like people deserve to feel that joy. And it, Every night I'm reminded of why I chose to go down this path. I absolutely love that. I love that. Love that. Love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, How would you summarize your journey in this wild yet beautiful industry that is Broadway? Wow. I would say hard work. I know that's probably a, a, a answer you hear a lot, but it, it is, it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of saying yes, um, in very appropriate consensual ways. Um, because I say that now and that can be something very different, but it's a lot of saying yes. It's a lot of saying yes to like, Hey, can you kickball change behind this person for, um, for $50? And, and you're like, yeah, yes, I can. I can kickball change behind mm-hmm. this person because I think there's so much power in visibility. And to me, uh, where maybe I was spending a lot of time for that little amount of money, I was making connections. I was connecting with people in an industry that I love, that I respected. And $50 today was a part 
two years, two months down the way. You know, um, those little bitty gigs where you're kicking ball changing behind people um, are the are the little moments that get you to the really big, exciting moments. And I think that I've had to work really hard. And and I think being a a fat person in this industry, that's the word I love to use. Um, A fat person in this industry, I think that you walk in the room and there's so many preconceived notions about you. I think one of the biggest things that is assumed about me when I walk in the room is that I am weak. People see fat people as weak and that um, if we can't control how much we eat, how can we control how to do a role? Um, Do we have enough energy to do the role? Do we have enough stamina? Like there's a lot of negative assumptions. So I came in hot every time in the audition room. And the first thing I would do is I would do a split. I remember when I, when I first moved here, I'd go to open calls and the first thing I'd get, I'd walk in the room, there'd be eye rolls, there'd be weird looks and I would do a split and I would say, I'm not here to joke around. I am Mm -hmm. not, you got to change your mind and I'm going to start changing your mind right now. And so there was a lot of mental hard work. I mean, you have to have such a strong inner knowing about yourself and what you bring to the table to go through that. And that's why, you know, if you, anytime I see a plus size person on Broadway or a fat person on Broadway, anytime someone comes up to me and shares this, I always say, you were amazing. You looked incredible because I know what they had to get through to go there. How much, how many assumptions, how much negativity, how much self-doubt, how much self-speak is happening in their heads to get to where they are. And so it was a lot of that for me. So it was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of saying yes. Um, It was a lot of being patient. You know, Maren Morris has this amazing quote, and I'm paraphrasing, but she spoke about, she wrote for country music for so long, and then it wasn't until fairly recently that she blew up herself. And she Mm -hmm. goes, you know what? I learned to sit down, be patient, and support fiercely, fiercely support the ones who came before me because I knew my time was going to come. And when my time came, they fiercely supported me. So it was a lot of that. And that is hard work as well, to just sit down and be patient and know in your heart that your time's coming and to never put bitterness onto someone else's success. When one of us succeeds, we all succeed. I absolutely agree with you. And thank you because your words are a constant reminder of not only being patient with any type of process, not only being on a Broadway show, but also... The, the resilience that fat people need to have in our industry, in the entertainment industry. Um, so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I really, really appreciate your words and your experience being on a current Broadway show yes, and being you. on stage every single night, demonstrating people that plus-sized fat people, bigger people belong on Broadway. We do. Yeah. Absolutely. And we do. And I, and I think that Broadway, you know, Broadway only lets, um, it's like they have capacity issues. They only let a few in at a time. And I think that we, uh, you know, Katie Garrity always says, she goes, I think that we are focusing so much on diversity on Broadway right now, but we're not focusing on size diversity. Mm-hmm. And I think um, men of size, fat men, plus size men, bigger men have been given so much space and grace on Broadway. Um, but now we are not seeing that as much with women. We are finally seeing women 
leading Broadway shows where there is nothing to do with the fact that they are fat. We have Bonnie Milligan playing an iconic role right now. Um, we have Katie Garrity uh, as Little Red. We have amazing women all over that it's not, we're not the butt of the joke. And I think that's really important and special. But I think that still, we just, we, we love to embrace and celebrate big men, but women are just now not even getting a seat at the table. They're being led inside the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'd love to see that change. Yeah. And you are, uh, as you mentioned with Bonnie, um, you're leading that change. You're leading this cause of change on Broadway. So also thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us about A Beautiful Noise and that whole crazy big experience you mentioned earlier um, that he opened right before the holidays and you were competing with Santa. But um, how has that incredible show been for you? Beautiful Noise, I love it because you you get these moments in your career where you kind of like, you hear about an audition, you hear about a show and you're like, oh, I'd really like to be in that. You talk to your agent, you're like, agent, can you please get me seen for this? You do that. You kind of, kind of, you are part of the mapping. But uh, beautiful noise was one of those ones that, for me, God took over. I never saw it coming. I never really. Uh, it was on my radar just because a friend of mine had been in a workshop, and I was like, and Stephen Hoggett was choreographing, and I am obsessed with Stephen Hoggett. I think he's a genius. Um, he is a genius. And uh, so I kind of heard about it, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really know Neil Diamond. I didn't know that I fit into that world, right? And one day in April, uh, a couple weeks before my birthday, I got an audition for it. And I had been like, you know, I reached out to my friend. I was like, what should I expect? And she was like, just go in and be yourself. And I went in and was myself. And I was doing things that were crazy outside of my comfort zone. And the whole time, I always joke that, thank God we had to wear masks because behind my masks, I was like, don't get overwhelmed when you'll cry. Don't get overwhelmed when you'll cry. Don't get overwhelmed when you'll cry. Like repeating that mantra to myself while trying to keep like happy eyes. Yes. <laughs> so it was so wild, but so amazing to be pushed in that way in an audition and kind of pushed fast past the point where you can like put on any artifice. Like I I only had the capacity to be Mimi Scardula. You know what I mean? I didn't have, I couldn't, I was so focused on doing what I was being asked to do yeah. that um, I didn't have time to like put on what I thought they wanted, you know, which was magical. And so I had three auditions. I got the show and I was like, oh my God. And we were going to Boston and um, we had an amazing run in Boston. We had to shut down for COVID, which was crazy, but it was such a bonding experience, you know? And and then to while, even before we got to Boston to find out we were going to Broadway and find out that we were getting the offers for Broadway. Mm-hmm. That is the most unheard of thing in the world. You know what I mean? To just to know in April that you're going to have a job in November is insane. Yeah. <laughs> but to know that job's going to be on Broadway is insane. And for me, I've been like so lucky that my career since moving here has been new work, has been new work, has been new work off Broadway or a bunch of workshops that I have loved and that I have been told was going to have another life off Broadway, on Broadway, blee, blah, 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 Um, it hasn't happened. They've, yeah. you know, they've gotten lost in the in the floods. Um, so to have this happen and be like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this. I'm creating this track, and now I'm gonna 
originate this track on Broadway um, is a really amazing thing. And getting there was such a special process. Stephen Hoggett's process um, is unlike anything else. He really demands you bring yourself and and things you see on stage are directly from me and my heart and my body. And he finds a way of, of tapping into everyone's inner self and putting that in the movement and combining that movement. And it's so incredibly special. And so from day one, it was the musical I didn't see coming. And I now cannot imagine my life without having done this show. I've been forever changed by it. It has pushed me mentally. It has pushed me physically. It has pushed me in my heart. Um, and it has given me some of the most amazing friends and colleagues. I will, I will forever be indebted to being allowed inside this room, you know? I love that. And I'm so happy you've had this experience, um, not only in New York, but with this show. Mm -hmm. um, and as you just said, it's been new work after new work after things. So I'm really happy about that. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned earlier that a piece of advice for people would be to be patient. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other piece of advice you would like to give to someone that also wants to be in the entertainment industry? Um. I would say everyone is going to tell you everything. You are going to hear a lot of noise about who you are and what you give. And, and you're going to hear a lot of noise about where what you give fits in. And I think a lot of the times you got to smile and you got to nod. And yeah, it's got to go in one ear and out the other. Because I think especially speaking to my big, beautiful, big booty Broadway beauties, out there. I think we are told so many things that do not serve us. Um, I think a lot of big performers are told, you're such a great singer. You're never going to have to dance. Don't worry about dancing. You should dance. They're saying that from a closed-minded place. Dance. Learn what your body does and how your body moves. Learn to fall in love with what your body does and how your body moves. Um, I think you're told you won't work, you won't work until you're older. That's not true. Um, I moved to New York when I was 21, 21, and I have worked consistently, thank God, since I moved there. And I have not been playing, you know, ensemble person number three, old somebody's mom. I've been playing young, vibrant, exciting people. Um, and so I think that always know what serves you and know what doesn't. Kristen Chenoweth, I'm going to quote one of my other faves. She says something in regards to... Um, how she has such a deep faith and how she has her beliefs in the world, right? And so um, her grandmother said to her, Kristen, I read the Bible like I eat fish. I eat what serves me and I don't choke on a bone. So I, when I heard her say that, I was like, that is how everyone, because everyone has their thing, right? Mine is my body size. Somebody else might be this, their, their really unique tone of voice. Someone else's might be that they're short or super short or super tall. Like everybody has, you know, everybody has something, you know? And I think that we, you, you sign up when you become an actor to be judged and to receive feedback constantly. There will never, the day you stop receiving feedback is the day that you no longer want to grow. 
So we're signing up for feedback. And so I think that that feedback has to be like that. You take what serves you. You listen. You're like, actually, that's really great advice. And then you, when, you, when you hear something and it doesn't click inside your heart, it doesn't click inside your mind, you say, hmm, I'm not going to get choked on a bone. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the perfect way to put it. You know, I always said I kept my eyes forward. I kept working hard. I knew what I wanted. And I put my blinders on to anything that didn't serve me. And and there were some things where I had a little bit of an ego that I should have listened to and would have served me. But, you know, I got here and I'm, I'm thinking I've, you know, I've gotten past it. But I think that if you can stay focused, like for me, I wanted to be Cheetah Rivera. I wanted to be Gwen Verdon. I wanted to be Debbie Allen. I wanted to be these iconic women who were triple threats who could mm-hmm. stop the show. And I have, I've built I've made myself that. I've, I worked so hard and so many people wanted to tell me, oh, because you're big, you won't be able to keep up. Oh, because you're big, you might not have this. Da, 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 da. And I was like, that feels like a you problem, not a me problem. Because I can work hard enough to get to where I need to be. So I think it's that. Take what serves you. Don't choke on the bone. Yes, I am. I am absolutely speechless right <laughs> now. So thank you for that. Um, that is definitely another a piece of advice that I need to implement myself mm-hmm. um so yeah um one last question before I ask you our last question mm-hmm. um what's a risk that you have taken that has totally paid off um we are the tigers we are the tigers I at the time I had just wrapped up working with Chase Brock as his assistant choreographer on Be More Chill off Broadway. And he had asked me to go to Broadway with it. And um, that would have been an amazing experience, an amazing credit. It would have, um, you know, been this beautiful moment in my life. And I auditioned for this killer cheerleader show that was going to be not a lot of money. And um, I had never heard of the team But I went in, I was sick as a dog, and I had fun with the material. I had fun in the room. And two days later, I got the part of Reese. And I was like, what do I do? Do I do this off-Broadway show that's not a lot, that I don't know, that, you know, um, is also, it was downtown, like, like lower East side downtown. So not a lot of people go downtown in general. So I was like, are people even going to see this? And, or do I go and do this very flashy job, this Broadway gig, Mm -hmm. this assistant choreographer gig, you know, my long, long long-term goal is to be a Susan Stroman, a Kathleen Marshall, you know, a Camille Brown. I want to be this holistic person that leads musicals. Is this a better, you know, I, I waited out and I was like, I had to go in and be like, what do you want to be doing right now? And I thought about the bumblebee. What I wanted to be doing right then and there was I wanted to be performing. I wanted to be making people laugh. I wanted to be making people cry. And I I told Chase I couldn't do it. And he was the most supportive human in the world. I love him. And, um, and I took We Are the Tigers. And We Are the Tigers changed my life. That show, one, has the kindest, most supportive, most intense fans I've ever come across. Um, And that show gave me my best friend. It gave me this sense of being an actor, 
again, building apart, making apart my own. Um, It healed a lot of young Mimi trauma of not being good enough to make the dance team or, or there was already one big girl on the dance team. We can't have two big girls on the dance team. Like it healed a lot of that stuff for me. Um, And so we are the tigers truly, I think of, you know, it's kind of like, there's a, there's a few pinpoint moments, right? Like pillars um, or like inside out core memories in my life and deciding to do We Are the Tigers, that whole experience um, is one of those. And if, and if someone said, Mimi, we're doing it again, do you want to do it? I'd be like, yes. <laughs> Hell yes, I would be doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I loved it. And the women I got to do it with were amazing. And the women and Lewis Griffin, who also is a dear friend, like I, it was a beautiful experience. And it's one of those shows, not every show is like this. It was one of those shows that I could, I could have kept doing for years and been perfectly happy. Love that. I love that. Now, last question. Mm-hmm. What are your top five favorite musical theater shows? Ooh, um, I love Sunny in the Park with George is my number one. I cannot watch it without crying. Um, number two is Sweet Charity. I love that musical. I think it's so divine. Um, I want to play Charity one day. Uh, I love The Music Man. I was one of my first, Amaryllis was one of my first big roles growing up and it will always hold a special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Ooh, this is so hard. What other ones do I love? I love Cabaret, such a good musical. I love, um, I want my last one. Last one, top five. Ah! (laughs) Probably... I would probably have to say like dance and Fosse something Fosse is this one. Um, yeah, probably Fosse, probably dancing dancing would be my last one. Just Cause I think I love that. some of the, his work in that is kind of underappreciated and I want, I'm so excited they've revived it um, because people need to see that work. Yes. Yes. Mimi, thank you so much for spending time here with backstage talk. I have loved this conversation. Thank you for sharing your journey, your experience. Um, And I cannot wait to see you continue to shine. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It warms my heart and always makes me so happy to remember things that have not, I have not forgotten, but have gotten a little dim in my brain and it just reignites them in a beautiful way. So I'm very grateful to you today. Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.